This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, I'm Elmo Johnston and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called IKEA's Interior Design Gurus Versus My Home. It's my senior business reporter Amy Shaw and it's about her experience letting IKEA interior designers into her home for research. And Amy's with me now. Hi Amy. Hi, how are you? Very well. Now, for any of us who have done any amount of travelling and are familiar with the magic of IKEA... We're pretty excited about the fact that it is coming to New Zealand, but you've kind of gone to the next level. Why did you decide to let their interior designers come in and view your home? It wasn't my idea. Um, I knew IKEA were conducting some kind of market research in New Zealand. I knew they were visiting the homes of 500 New Zealanders to help them make sort of decisions on what they stock their Auckland megastore with. And I just approached them really to get some information to write up a a typical news story. And they were like, hey, how would you feel about us including you in the experiment, coming to your house and seeing how you live um, and what you own? And yeah, it was an interesting experience, that's for sure. I guess in hindsight, it was totally different to what I thought it would be. Um, I thought they would be interested in what I own more so and I guess where things were from, but they sort of instead were interested in how I live and sort of my lifestyle, what a typical day looks like for me, how much time I spend at my home, who I live with. There are a lot of questions of that nature. Yeah. And I know they took photos while they were there. Have they given you any tips or tricks or is that still to come? No tips and tricks to style my house. That wasn't really what the visit was about. They did take a lot of photos, though, a lot of photos of my disorganization um, from memory, photos of inside my pantry, inside my wardrobe, um, the gar- inside the garden shed. I guess the areas of my house that could definitely do with a bit of a tidy up. Um, and I guess the whole point of them going into the houses and, and this research is they get a feel for what problems you might be having um, and how they can essentially try and solve it. Now, the store is expected to open in late 2025. What do we know at the moment about its launch and uh, and the store itself so far? We know that construction is currently underway, so they've been doing the groundwork. Not sure if there's much of a store or building happening above the ground at this point, um, but it's going to be in Mount Wellington in the Sylvia Park shopping area. It's approximately 340,000 square metres in size spread across three levels, So the store will be huge and and kind of the store you would expect to visit overseas. And it has a Swedish restaurant or it will have a Swedish restaurant inside serving meatballs and hot dogs. It's due to open ahead of Christmas 2025 and they say there will be about 100,000 products in there. Wow, it's uh, all very exciting. Thank you very much for, uh, for that, Amy. And now here is Amy Shaw reading her story, IKEA's Interior Design Gurus versus My Home. I look inside my wardrobe, the fridge, and pantry, inside my daughter's play kitchen cupboards. Not even the garden shed was off limits. 
for home furnishing representatives of Swedish furniture giant IKEA and its two-hour sweep of my suburban North Auckland home. Last week, IKEA put me through the home visit study it is conducting up and down the country in 500 New Zealanders' homes. Part of qualitative market research, a process it says it carries out when launching into any new market, looking at how people live and what they own provides fruitful insights to help it gauge what products to stock in its new stores and how. About 40 IKEA home furnishing experts have flown in from Australia to carry out the home visits in groups of three, visiting on average three homes per day over three weeks. IKEA says it's all about understanding the home furnishing needs and desires of New Zealanders. The results will have a big part to play in how it will display and decide what products make it to this side of the Tasman. Interestingly, IKEA has been operating in Australia for over 50 years, with one store in every state except Tasmania. It has more than 460 stores worldwide spread across 59 countries. I'm still surprised it has taken this long to commit to a New Zealand store. Before the visit, I was asked not to tidy up. I was told IKEA wanted to see my house before I tidied up, where I put my keys, and naturally where I put items around my home, unmanicured and what the house would look like if I didn't have visitors. Perhaps if they knew the ways of my little person and her desires to see all of her toys at once on the floor, they may have withheld that prerequisite. Or maybe that kind of I-can't-see-the-floor mess is a dream for storage solution-based IKEA. Admittedly, with a two-year-old living in the house and for my own pride, I had to tidy a little. I was told the visit would take two hours, people would take notes and photos, the information would then be collected for research, turned into a visual resource and shared internally. Three IKEA representatives came round. The first thing they asked was if they should take their shoes off outside. From there, they quickly got into questions about how I live, what I own, and open-ended questions that shone a light on who lived in my house and generally how we lived. The tables were turned and it felt unnatural for me being the one answering questions in interview-style communication. How I and other New Zealanders live is valuable information for IKEA. Right off the bat, it felt like IKEA was trying to get to know me asking me questions that often had me feeling uncomfortable and wondering how honest I should be. Christine Goh, head of interior designer IKEA Australia, asked me what I love about my home, what's my favourite item and why, where my favourite place is in the home and what frustrates me about my home. She says those are the top five questions they ask everyone. Things progress relatively quickly from there into the types of things you talk to your friends about. What do you do in the evenings? And she had no qualms asking me what activities I do most of in the bedroom. For a while, the IKEA team was intrigued by my non-traditional freestanding LED lamp. Apparently, it's unique to New Zealand that we're not big users of bedside table lamps. They were also fascinated by my garage, and I don't even know what it is called, but some DIY fandangle we constructed that lets us put up a sail shade over the decking in the summer. There was a silence when I opened the garden shed. I couldn't quite interpret if it was a silence of excitement or one of disbelief. Perhaps the insight golds that IKEA hopes for during these visits? A jam-packed, disorganised mess of unexpected proportions. For me, that was. 
My pride took a hit when I opened the aluminium door to the garden equipment and household junk stacked up high on top of an old computer chair, debuting an old microwave, tents, beach mats, and general junk propping up the strimmer, the only item in the shed used in a while. Not an area of the property I ever really go near. I remember thinking my husband has really put me in it this time. I think you're conflating a whole bunch of issues. You don't want to be held to account well, no, on I, I, rising child no, abuse numbers. You can manipulate crime statistics. I, I promised I wouldn't have a tattoo about constitutionalism. Hang into the National Party's no, attack line there. That, that, I think that it would be a resignation offence if I didn't deliver tax reduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, I'm not worried about it at all. Nothing if in there. That sits with you perfectly fine. That's what, we're, that's what we're focused on. Whatever happens in politics, the weird, the wonderful, the important, the thought-provoking, we got you. Listen to Tova wherever you get your podcasts. Out came the smartphone for the next round of photos. Prime exhibit number one on why time-poor messy New Zealanders like me need IKEA to organise their junk in a fashionable manner. That photo will make the visual IKEA New Zealand market research report. I'm sure of it. They told me not to worry and that they dropped the names and identities of people behind the photos when included in the records. IKEA tells me that the number of New Zealand homes visited is far more than what they have done elsewhere in the world ahead of a new market launch. Typically, it is between 100 and 200. Go says IKEA is determined to get the New Zealand launch right. She says the home visits are about learning as much as they can about New Zealanders and ultimately what they would buy from IKEA. We really, really want to know you and what you're doing. Go says IKEA ordinarily conducts about 100 home visits each year to make sure it stays on top of trends, changes in people's lifestyles and what they need, with a forward-looking approach trying to play the long game and be at least two years ahead of the market to set trends. The home is definitely used more than it ever was before, says Go, discussing post-COVID living situations and change consumer behaviour driven by the pandemic. IKEA began conducting its home visits over 50 years ago in the 1970s. An idea born on the back of declining sofa sales, thought up as a strategy to regain profitability. It is a model that worked back then to turn around sofa sales and continues to be a proven model today, Go says. It changed how we do product design and product development. If people tell us they don't love a certain thing, then we would stop doing that and innovate our solutions to look like something else or be something else. Go says IKEA sells close to 10,000 products in its stores around the world. So far, it has conducted just over 300 home visits in Aotearoa. Key characteristics of New Zealand homes picked up in the research so far show the garage isn't used to store the car, deckings and outdoor space are central to Kiwi living, and the entryways of New Zealand homes are very different compared to other markets, says Go. Here, the garage is considered an extension of the home. That is really different compared to other markets, even Australia. People are parking their cars in them usually, but here it doesn't seem to be a thing. Not to mention the garage is often where the laundry gets done. Go says a common desire for New Zealanders in its findings suggests they want more storage for a tidier garage. When we do home visits and go in to talk to people about what they are doing, they are doing the same things, she says. What you're doing on a day-to-day basis and how you're in the kitchen cooking is not really different from somebody else we might meet. 
but where you are storing your foods and the type of foods you're cooking is fascinating to us. That type of information is then used to make decisions around how IKEA displays products in a store in a certain area, different to how it would somewhere else says go. She says IKEA is all about trying to be as locally relevant as possible. IKEA says New Zealand homes have a lot of windows compared to other markets, and we highly value outdoor living spaces. So commercial windows and outdoor furniture will be key product ranges. It will probably highlight in its Sylvia Park mega store, set to open in time for Christmas 2025. The retail giant sells everything from kitchens and wardrobes, doors and furniture, toys, lighting, home furnishing accessories and linen, humidifiers, appliances, tech gadgets and plants. In my house, Go says she's pleasantly surprised to see I've incorporated my daughter into all aspects of my home. A chalkboard on the wall and play kitchen in the living room, with all rooms in the house catering to her in some way, rather than a dedicated space in the house just for her. That is an insight she says IKEA would take a lot from. Storage is another big one in my house. I interpreted that to mean I need more of it for better organisation. And Go says she's surprised to see no shoes in my wardrobe. Apparently, I'm one of a minority to keep my shoes separate from my clothes. We have a coat and shoe cupboard by the front door. At least that's one tick from the IKEA interior design gurus. All in all, the IKEA home visit at times felt silly. I couldn't quite understand why I was answering some types of questions, be it what types of meals we eat most of, where I shop, and where I keep utensils in the kitchen. It was definitely a different experience to what I thought it would be. I thought reps would be more interested in my furniture and where they were from and the physical things I own. But how I lived and the decisions I made for convenience and preference seemed to trump that. I look forward to finding out the full results of the home visits and what commonalities and trends IKEA noted. I'd also be interested to know what Kiwis say are their biggest issues in their homes and what they are looking to change. But most of all, when IKEA finishes construction and opens its Auckland doors towards the end of 2025, I'm looking forward to see if I see myself or anything typical of New Zealand in its long-awaited 34,000 square metre megastore. It has set the expectations high. That was IKEA interior design gurus versus my home on the long read from Stuff, written and read by Amy Shaw and produced by Jen Black. This episode was edited by John Ropiha. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast available on all the usual platforms. If you follow the podcast, you'll get the latest episode automatically. This story was made possible by subscribers to The Post and first featured in this week's edition of the Sunday Star Times. If you want to support more beautifully told New Zealand stories, go to thepost.co.nz. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support.